0: This is
1: Barely Legal. Hi there, it's Eva Eben.
0: And I'm Barry Sadana.
1: On today's episode of Barely Legal, we're going to be talking about something called the independent state legislature theory. <laughs>
0: Which is a mouthful, and before we get into that, we want to just really quickly define something for you, which is...
1: (laughs) gerrymandering.
0: I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Um, It's a heated topic when it comes to politics, and it's the manipulating of boundaries of districts to give an advantage to a specific group of Mm -hmm. people. Usually we see it with parties in an election. Mm
1: -hmm. So, for example... If you wanted to dilute the power of a voting base you you would take all these people who vote the same way and you could either scatter them throughout different districts so that their mm-hmm. voting power is diluted that's called cracking if i'm not wrong and then or you could group them all together into small areas so that their power is concentrated in those areas and that's yeah. called packing so very interesting and it happens all the time and we have seen a little bit of gerrymandering action in North Carolina. A little Um,
0: bit is an understatement.
1: Yes, that's beside the point. Yes. Yes. So Um, what is independent state legislature theory?
0: Yeah. So independent state legislature theory is this idea that comes from the Constitution. Eh, (laughs) does it? That's
1: part of the debate here.
0: Yeah. And it says people who believe in this theory believe that only the state legislature should have the power to decide the districts Mm -hmm. so usually when we decide when our state legislatures draw up maps of the district our state courts and also our um our congress our national congress our federal congress is able to review those things Mm -hmm. yeah federal congress can put in different laws But, of course, they are very, very gridlocked right now, have Mm -hmm. a lot going on. so can't agree on a lot. Yeah, not necessarily the place where we will see a lot of pushback. But our state court, and that's sort of where this comes from, is in North Carolina in particular, they drew up a map that the the North Carolina Supreme Court believed was heavily gerrymandered. gerrymandered.
1: So, for example... What happened is right now, North Carolina Republicans control eight out of 13 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that the Democratic Party has won well over half of statewide popular vote in the last several elections. Yeah. So that's an issue. Like, we're Mm -hmm. seeing that power is not being divided up in such a way that reflects the electorate's vote.
0: Exactly. And you know, mm-hmm. with this map in particular, I was reading, and it was saying that it was an outlier in the sense that mm-hmm. it was like worse than ninety nine point nine percent of maps. You no, know, it's so have, bad in yeah. terms of being gerrymandered. Mm-hmm. And so, and what
1: is that if not a power grab,
0: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's you know, that's the thing that Eva and I were discussing is regardless of what party it is, mm-hmm. partisan gerrymandering happens. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time and when it goes up to the Supreme Court in this case, the North or the State Supreme Court, let me the, the North, North Carolina, Carolina Sup- State Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, the North Carolina State Supreme Court said no, like this is not the map we're gonna be using. And so North Carolina was like, hey, like can we get they asked the Supreme Court, um, our national supreme court of the United States, the highest
1: court in the land yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> if that gerrymandered map could be still used. Mm-hmm. And now it's a case. Yeah, and the, and the court, the Supreme Court, said no. They said no. That gerrymandered map, gerrymandered map, could not be used. But we do think it's interesting to explore the idea of independent, of independent state legislation.
1: So that's the case we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's tricky, but it can also be like I understand where people are getting this idea. Um, yeah, because it is easy to look at the Constitution
0: and find that in there. Well, I mean, I think. I think you have a point like when I was first reading about mm-hmm. it right I was like gosh how could people even think that this mm-hmm. is okay? that was, that was know, my that was my first reaction what's happening checks and balances federalism like, is a thing yeah know. like what yeah. there should be checks and balances and then I was reading up on it and I was like oh wait like you know there is a constitutional basis which is I don't just... think so but I would not agree with in that and sense that like it does, obviously, there it has to be some basis for it to be going to the Supreme Court, and that basis is that in our Constitution, in several places, and the part that they are talking about is called the elector clause, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or election clause, and it says that state legislatures have control over, you know,
1: So we were talking about this, yeah, yeah, we were talking time, about this like idea manner. of, like, the Constitution, it tends to be vague sometimes. Yeah. And that lends itself to... Both problems like these, where we can't agree on like, is this a constitutional idea yeah. or theory, or is it just something that the fringe right, left, wherever has, you know, adopted this thing to further their own means and ends, but exactly like that vagueness can also be a solution. Oh, no, I, I, that
0: yeah, 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 I, I agree, like the vagueness of the constitution is part of what I think is the beauty of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, lends itself it's interpretation. To, it lends itself to interpretation by our Supreme court, mm-hmm. of course, but some yeah. people find, you know, that interpretation, especially in our political atmosphere, that's becoming more and more polarized mm-hmm. and partisan and partisan can be really extremely, you know, frustrating. And especially with this Supreme court, uh, from my understanding, has said multiple times that partisan gerrymandering is not something that they will judge on, mm-hmm.
1: because they, because the Supreme Court is an objective, nonpartisan entity, mm-hmm. and they're saying that for them to rule on something that is partisan would ruin their objectivity.
0: Like, yeah, you know. exactly, because it's like you have to if you're ruling on you know a partisan gerrymandered map. Like mm-hmm. for example, if they ruled on this North Carolina map, which mm-hmm. they're not doing, they would have to say whichever side would win. They would have to say you know, this side is right, and -hmm. that would inherently be promoting one party over the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, we can argue about whether or not the Supreme Court of the United States is nonpartisan, but regardless (laughs) of its functionality... It's meant to be. supposed to be. It's written to be. It's supposed to be, exactly. And that's the same thing with the North Carolina State Supreme Court. You know, regardless of... We can sit here and talk about how, you know, people are voted onto that Supreme Court. By party. By party. By party. Which... I think, personally, is, you know, the opposite of what the judiciary
1: is supposed supposed to to look like. Yeah,
0: exactly. And what Mm -hmm. the founding fathers wanted it to be. But it's still it's still meant to be a check on this legislative legislative power.
1: And I think it's worth mentioning how if you give the state legislature the power to draw up a map of what districts look like in whatever state, then how are they not going to use that to their advantage? No, like it's going to happen and if you're saying that if you're saying that courts can't review this then who will and what will be done about it are we just going to accept gerrymandered maps are we just going to accept the fact that the the popular vote doesn't count for much anymore because we are a democracy
0: and because also like those the gerrymandered maps that is a danger to democracy because Absolutely. we are not letting the actual, like you were saying earlier, the mm-hmm. electorate, mm-hmm. our votes are not reflecting the electorate. Mm-hmm. And that is that a is problem. An, yeah, you antithetical, know, people, I, would, I would argue yeah, antithetical. And especially yeah. in an age where people already have, feel voter apathy. You know, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. already have a low sense of civic efficacy. They don't want to vote because they don't feel their vote counts or means mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. How are you going to tell them in a gerrymandered district, hey, your vote counts for something? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't. <laughs> that is a fair point. Yeah, but also like with the reading of the of the constitution, you know, I can understand with the strict reading of the constitution, but at the same time, would the fo- would the founding fathers have wanted us to have
1: and more than that, the framers reinforced this idea of checks and balances over and over and over again because they were yes. terrified of um, one branch gaining more power. Exactly. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but during the election of 2020, when we were looking at this conflict between the former president believing that he was the rightful elected winner of the 2020 presidential election we're looking at Jan 6 and what happened there and yeah. people trying to stop congress and like we're looking at all these things and we know that independent state legislature theory was used to justify a lot of those things and
0: and i think also mm-hmm. to an extent Those are examples of the way that our democracy can crumble is and is currently, you know, it's hanging on by threads. And that is what is scary, because from most of the people that I've talked to recently, you know, when do we get out the vote efforts, things Mm -hmm. like that, people are moderate. Most Mm -hmm. your average day American is not... See, that is not extreme left or extreme right.
1: You I know noticed what I mean? that with, like, phone banking, too. Like, when you call somebody and get them on the phone and talk to, like, talk to them about what matters to them when they're voting. Yeah. It's not these big hot topic issues. It's, like, when do I pay my rent?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, childcare. Like, who's going to look after my kids? Exactly. Gas prices. These are the things that matter to average Americans.
0: And also, like, along mm-hmm. with that, you know, I don't think people most – people, you know, when you talk to someone and I've done, I've done both partisan and nonpartisan work and it's, the difference is just, wow. Really? Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. because in partisan work, you know, you call people up and you're like, hey, like, are you voting for so-and-so? And And they'll be like, yeah, all the way, like this party all the way. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, but why? And they're like, well, I'm going to be voting this party all the way. Mm -hmm. And people don't really have you know, an understanding of the issues, and that's people who are really, really like,
1: like ignorant. Uh,
0: and that's you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that we keep going back to all the time. I feel like in our episodes is, is that ignorance is education and ignorance, and I think also it's not people's fault because stuff like the independent state legislature theory, in my opinion, gets people scared of voting
1: you know like mm-hmm. like does my vote matter? Does like,
0: my vote matter will it matter when I there's gerrymandering?
1: Especially when we know that voter turnout it just decreases so rapidly when midterms come around. Like is because the American people know how to get fired up about the presidential election. We know how yeah. to do that. But the midterms, like some so obscure <laughs> midterm election voting in that is that a priority for people when they have, you know, no. checks like, you know, things to do. Um so we I mean I Typically, we don't put take on a position about these things. And yeah. I definitely think we defied that a little bit in this one. <laughs> I, I would agree. I think that it can be very dangerous but to how a democracy is meant to function.
0: But I think at the same time, it's also something to think about is, was there any chance that the framers thought?
1: I don't mm, think so. Not, I, not even like the shadow. I don't,
0: I don't think know. so. I yeah. personally do not think so. Not an ounce. You know, no. but I also am... I am... I am anxious to see how this hearing will go on December 7th, 2022, and how the decision will turn out, because this case will affect the face of democracy. Oh, wow, it's a little dramatic.
1: No, no, I do agree. That is a somber note to close it off with, (laughs) but thank you, Pari.
0: And gosh,
1: that is all we have for you today. Thank thank you you. very much for listening.
0: Thank you so much, and we will see you guys Mm -hmm. in two weeks.